Hello, I'm Dave Peach, and this is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. See them in person or at tricountybank.net. Tri County Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. We are presented by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. To start the show today, we got Matt Taylor coming up, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts. We have an update, and I'm going to do it Paul Harvey style, where we kind of tell you the we we tell you what the significance of the story is right at the very end. So, listen up. The Indiana Sports Hall of Fame. It's uh, something new. Held its inaugural dinner in Evansville. 250 people attended. And this was uh, back earlier this summer. And uh, I want to read the list of the folks that were inducted into the Indiana Sports Hall of Fame in Evansville. I assume it's, uh, it's down there in, uh, in Evansville. Mark Cuban, IU grad, you might know, the Dallas Mavericks owner. Mark Clayton, former Miami Dolphin, caught a lot of balls from uh, Dan Marino. Tommy John, former MLB pitcher. Bobby Plump, yep, he hit the shot in 1954 that gave Milan the championship. Kyle Macy, uh, folks remember him from the 70s, former UK and NBA player, Mr. Basketball. Keith Smart, who hit the game winner in 1987 when the Indiana Hoosiers won the national championship, the last one for the Hoosiers, uh, won back in 1987. Carl Nix, a great player with the Indiana State Sycamores, the running mate of Larry Bird on that great Final Four team. I use great a lot because we're talking about Hall of Fame people, yeah. Uh, Angelo Pizzo, writer and producer of Hoosiers and Rudy. Uh, Del Harris, well-known NBA player, or I should say uh, NBA coach with the Lakers, coached rookie Kobe Bryant. And uh, Ken Benson, IU basketball player, member of that 1976 NCAA championship. He was the first pick in the 1977 draft. And joining those individuals in the Indiana Sports Hall of Fame, the first guest on the Crawfordsville Peach cast, Columbus's own Sam Simmeraker. Sam Simmermaker with those folks in the uh, inaugural class of the Indiana Sports Hall of Fame. If you are keeping track, that is the fifth Hall of Fame for Sam Simmermaker, the amazing broadcaster out of Columbus, Indiana. And I was thinking about this uh, coming into the show here, uh, that Sam, what he represents are all the high school announcers that we've grown up with over the years that have been there 40 years, 50 years, sometimes even more than that. And the community just looks to them as kind of the sage. They look to them as kind of the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the inspiration, the, you know, that, that link back to those days of yore, if you will. But again, Sam Simmermaker, congratulations. Hall of Fame number five, the Indiana Sports Hall of Fame in Evansville. And we have a very uh, well-known voice here in Indiana, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts. We have Matt Taylor coming up next 
on the Crawfordsville Peachcast. Congratulations, Samuel P. Simmermaker. Dreaming about your next vacation? Maybe about a major family event, or maybe something very unexciting, such as home repairs. This is Chuck Dixon, President and CEO of Tri-County Bank. Stop dreaming and come to Tri-County Bank to apply for our Dream Green Home Equity line of credit. In days, your dreams can become your reality. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Crawfordsville Peachcast, sponsored by Tri-County Bank, your community bank. Since 1892, you can see them in person or at tricountybank.net, Tri-County Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. On the show this week, we have the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, the manager of radio production there, Matt Taylor. Matt, it's great to talk to you. Good to be with you guys. How you doing? We are doing fine. The uh, Colts are getting ready for training camp, and that is coming up in the latter part of July. What is available for the fans at, at training camp? Yeah, training camp's coming up. Uh, July 27th is the first uh, practice day at Grand Park in Westfield. And once again, uh, the beauty of all of this is it's free. Uh, it's free to the fans. There's 16 practices uh, at Grand Park, in Indi- or, uh, it should say in Westfield, just north of Indianapolis. Uh, about a 15-minute drive you know, from the heart of the city and really easy to get to. And uh, the best part, again, it's free, and you can see this team up close in person. And now that we've sort of migrated out of the pandemic a little bit, most of what makes Grand Park and training camp uh, coming back is, is just, uh, you know, what, what's going to make it great. Um, you know, you're going to have autographs back. You're going to be able to see the team. You're going to be able to high-five the players. Uh, you're going to be able to see them on two different fields. You, you can get within – you know, 20 yards of these guys, you know, during practice. It's, it's a really, really cool setting, a really cool event. And, you know, most of the NFL, you know, it's trending the way of, you know, we're going to have closed practices. We're going to do it at our team facility. And, you know, we're going to get better behind closed doors. You know, the Colts go the other way with it. They're one of the few teams left that prioritizes getting out of the facility, having the fans come see, you know, getting – people that otherwise wouldn't be able to go to a game at Lucas Oil Stadium, see the team up close and in person, see the team grow, see the team bond. And the Colts really put an emphasis on that, both uh, you know internally within the football team, but just as a marketing tool to get people to see the team and build some hype and some fanfare going into the season. It's really fun. It's a good three and a half, four weeks up at Grand Park. You're going to have those three preseason games intermixed uh, you know, in the month of August as well. And then you've got joint practices, which, which are really cool. And, again, those are free as well. Those come up on August 17th and 18th at Grand Park uh, with the Detroit Lions ahead of those two teams squaring off at Lucas Oil Stadium in a preseason game. So really, really fun. Uh, the Colts do a good job of, like uh, as I said, marketing, uh, you know, putting different days and theme days attached to the practice sessions at Grand Park. So check all that out right now online, colts.com slash camp. Uh, all the all the details on camp, all the practice dates, and to download your free tickets, head to colts.com slash camp for all the details. Matt, you do a great job. You sound just like you do on the radio. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, um, a little bit about your background. I know that uh, you've been the Colts uh, voice for uh, several years. Uh, how did you uh, get started in the NFL, and how did you get started in broadcasting? Sure. Really, really short story. I mean, just that, that quintessential 10-year-old kid that knew what he wanted to do at a very young age and just fell in love with 
you know, sports, played sports growing up, but just knew that I wanted to be, you know, in sports radio, um, you know, after, you know, my, my collegiate days were over. Went to Franklin College and was a four-year football player there and really enjoyed it, but got involved with the campus radio station. Then after college, you know, did, uh, you know, a bunch of play-by-play stuff on the side and worked at MS Communications in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, worked at the fan, the flagship station here uh, for the Colts. And then in 2012, uh, took a job with the Colts uh, to kind of oversee all the, the production elements, uh, you know, basically oversee the entire network. Um, and then gradually started picking more things up, you know, started doing sideline reporting, uh, pregame show, postgame show, TV, preseason play-by-play, uh, TV, uh, in-studio host. So basically – Anything and everything, you know, try to be like a jack of all trades, show some versatility. And then, um, you know, obviously since 2018, radio play-by-play, which has always been a passion and a dream. So uh, I always say I I don't work for a living. Uh, You know, I get to talk about football, and uh, I get paid to do it. So there's there's just really, really no other, uh, you know, job I'd rather have. And I just feel incredibly blessed that, you know, I'm doing what I set out to do, and I'm doing it in the market in which I grew up in, and, you know, I don't have to move my family, and I just continue to, you know, have a, have a great, you know, career uh, in a place that I call home, which is Indianapolis, which there's no other place I'd rather be. That is uh, fantastic. Now, as far as the Colts, we do have Landon Coons, who uh, uh, he was, I think you spoke to one of his classes at UIndy, so he'll be weighing in with some questions, but, you know, I'm going to ask the obvious question, the Colts so close Last year to making the playoffs. This year, Matt Ryan comes in at QB. What's the outlook? Outlook is hot because you do have that experience. And, you know, the Colts were very obviously patient in the offseason, weighing their options at the quarterback situation. And, you know, I think obviously, you know, you can use the words fortuitous, lucky, things bounce their way, whatever. Um, but, Matt Ryan wasn't on their radar in, until he was. And you can thank Deshaun Watson and the domino effect that, uh, you know, the Falcons' uh, pursuit of him had on a team like the Colts. So the Colts pounced on it and, you know, were able to get him in a trade. And uh, he's been everything that the Colts, you know, thought that they were getting in Matt Ryan and maybe then some uh, this offseason. You know, the work that he put in during the offseason workout program, OTAs, uh, the mini camp, uh, it's just been exceptional on the field and off the field in a short amount of time, sort of galvanizing the locker room, uh, bonding with his teammates, but also coming in and producing on the field and understanding a new playbook and a a new environment and, you know, a a new play caller and head coach and and Frank Reich. I mean, when you see him on the field, uh, the ball placement, the accuracy and the uh, command of the huddle, it all reminds you of Phillip Rivers from a couple years ago or or Peyton Manning, uh, because that's those are some of the guys that he has modeled his career after. And so um, it's going to be really exciting to see what this offense looks like because I think it's going to be, you know, timing-based, rhythm-based, get a lot of people involved historically under Frank Wright. That's what it's been when it's operated at its, at its highest potential. You know, get seven or eight players to catch every game. You know, it, it could be, uh, you know, a tight end one week that goes over 100 yards or it could be a wide receiver that scores multiple touchdowns. So. It's going to be really, really exciting to see what this offense can do. Plus, you have a great offensive line and a running game like Jonathan Taylor, and consistently throughout Matt Ryan's career, he hasn't had those things. 
And if you pair him with a great defense like the Colts potentially could have on the other side of the ball, um, it, it could be uh, you know a potential you know special season for the Colts. But we know parity is very high in the AFC. There's so many teams that are playoff contenders. But I think at the very least, the Colts are squarely in the mix in the AFC and squarely in the mix to contend for an AFC South championship, which they haven't done since 2014. So it's going to be a very, very exciting season and a season, again, that has a lot of hype going into it, which will start in a couple of weeks at training camp. All right, Matt, my name is Landon Coons. How are you doing today? I'm well. So uh, when announcing your Colts games, um, I know, like you said, you're the voice of the Colts. Are you allowed to root for the Colts like on the radio, or you uh, tend to side more to the neutral side? Uh, a great, great question. Um, you know, I always answer that. It, it sounds oxymoron. Like I am uh, objectively um, influenced by the Colts, right? <laughs> and that, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. But uh, I, I am there to um, you know uh, accentuate uh, the positives for the Colts but also tell the story and uh, be a reporter of the game. And if things aren't going well, we're going to objectively tell you why and how and how they can be fixed or, or why they can't, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, we're, we're obviously there to not make it personal, uh, but we're not going to um, fear from the fact that, you know, things aren't going well and we're going to tell the story of the game, whether it's good or bad. But obviously when things are going positively, for the Colts, you would certainly know that by the tone, the inflection, the passion, and then things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I call the game basically how I would want to listen to the game. And, and that is, um, you know, that's obviously a loaded statement, but I think the fundamentals are, you know, it's 2022, and 99% of my audience, and I think any audience uh, for a game on radio, is listening to the game because for whatever reason they can't be at the game or they can't be in front of a TV watching. So what I try to do is I just try to hammer over and over the time, the score, who's got the ball, where we are in the game. Everything else is sort of ancillary. But, you know, we sort of take for granted when we watch a game on TV, the box in the lower right or the upper left, you know, that box that has the score, the time, the timeout situation. We can just always look to that and, and reflect on that, you know, sort of at our own pace. But on radio, that doesn't exist. So I try to give that to the audience as often as we can or I can uh, without deviating from the other principles of calling a game. So that's, that's really how it goes. But, yes, we're obviously a Colts broadcast. Um, you know, again, a, a huge chunk of the audience uh, are Colts fans. So we want to celebrate when the positive things happen but we're also going to be objective and tell you when things aren't going well, you know, how those things came to be. All right. And kind of as a follow-up to that, uh, you said you wanted to kind of tell the score and like uh, say how much time is remaining as much as possible. What's your rule of thumb for like how often that should be? I think it should be at least every two plays, maybe three plays. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, you know, so robotic where it's like, okay, here's the score. Here's the exact time. It can be subtle. You know, you don't have to hit the audience so over the head with it, uh, you know, after every two plays, but it can be some sort of reference to that box that I mentioned. You know, it could be pulled up by a touchdown or six and a half minutes left or, you know, some, some sort of reference to the time and score. And again, it doesn't have to be the exact details of those things, but just some sort of reference to the audience that's coming in and out, which most of the audience is during a game on, on radio because you got 
uh, you know, parents driving their kids to soccer practice or running errands. You know, they're, they're just in and out of the broadcast, maybe more so on radio than they would be if you're watching a game on TV. So just give them some sort of, you know, subtle context clues as to what the box that you have on TV, um, you know, what, what you can see visually all the time. Give them subtle context clues audio-wise as to what that is. All righty. And uh, are there any uh, favorite calls or broadcasts that you've done uh, in your time with the Colts? Yeah, just so many already in a short amount of time. I mean, obviously the, the Jonathan Taylor run last year against the Patriots to kind of seal that win, uh, a regular season win for the Colts. It was a kind of a perfect storm home game Saturday night. And nobody had to work the next day. And, uh, you know, everybody was sort of looped up, ready to go. It's the Patriots, and we all know what, you know, that, that uh, franchise, that logo has, has represented the Colts fans over the years and, you know, hadn't beat them since 2009. So big moment, big game. So that was a fun call. And I go back to my uh, my first year doing it. You know, it was kind of a late-season game for the Colts. And, you know, they're making that playoff push in 2018. And kind of a must-win game at home against the Giants. The Colts start off slow. They're down by uh, two scores late in the game. They come back. They rally back. And they – uh, win the game on a walk-off field goal by Adam Vinatieri. So that was a fun game and a fun call. And, you know, the, the, the first playoff game I called in, in Houston, that was just exhilarating and fun. And, you know, the Colts win it, uh, you know, in Houston, you know, division rival Frank Wright's first postseason try, first postseason win. So that had a lot of meaning as well. So, I mean, anytime you step behind the mic and you call an NFL game in your home, own home market, it, it's incredibly special. So, I try to take, you know, little bits of, of time here and there before each game, kind of pinch me moments, you know, like, hey, you're, what are you about to do here? You're about to call a game uh, for a team that you grew up watching. Like, how lucky are you? How special is this? So it's not lost on me, and I certainly don't take it for granted. That's amazing. And my uh, final question is, uh, are there any highly anticipated games that you personally are excited for for this season? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, all of them. But I, I think it's I, – you know, some people are griping, uh, you know, the schedule is so front-loaded with AFC South games. You know, five of the first seven games are against the division. You know, man, we wish those were spread out a little bit. It's, it's kind of tough where you're playing Tennessee twice. At the beginning of the season, you like to have those games spread out and maybe get them later in the season when, you know, maybe they're banged up or, you know, you have a chance to kind of throw in some more wrinkles in terms of a schematic playbook. I actually look at the other way, like, I love the fact that it's so front-loaded with AFC South games because, heck, by Halloween, at the end of October, you could be in the catbird seat. And not that the season will be on cruise control by any means after that, but you would know whether or not you're in the driver's seat. And I think that puts the sense of urgency this entire offseason, which started back in April when guys showed up for the offseason workout program. This, this is a huge season for us in terms of where we want to go as a franchise. We've got the quarterback now. Like I said, we haven't won a uh, division since uh, 2014. The time is now. We've got a great roster. We've got this window of opportunity. We have traditionally done off the, the slow start the last couple of years. We need to switch all of that. We need to have a high degree of urgency. And I think that's what this schedule has sort of kicked into high gear, even more so um, than they, what they normally would have had this offseason. So I actually like it. You know, your first – uh, two games are on the road against uh, uh, AFC South teams at Houston, at Jacksonville. You got Tennessee and the fourth game of the season. 
So again, by October 3rd, uh, you could know, you know, whether or not you are in a great position to kind of kick it into overdrive and make the playoffs after missing the playoffs last year uh, with a 9-8 and eight record. And, Matt, will we have the same lineup uh, this year as far as the broadcast team? Everybody's coming back. Yes, it'll be myself and, and Rick Venturi in the booth uh, for the regular season. Lara Overton will be our sideline reporter uh, during the regular season. The preseason's always a little bit uh, wonky just because we have preseason TV to deal with as well. So Rick will do uh, preseason television, as will Lara. Um, so you're kind of stuck with me in the preseason on the radio side of things. But former Colt Joe Wright uh, will do um, color analysis on radio for us in the preseason. But the, the normal gang, if you will, will get back together for the regular season uh, in 2022. And a little bit about the experience at Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, I've been to several games over the years, and uh, there's always something going on uh the, the entertainment during the timeouts at halftime, people really need to get to a game this year at Lucas Oil. I mean, there's there's just nothing like it. I mean, obviously, you know, watching games on television in high def, I mean, it's uh, that, that viewing experience is, is better now than it ever has been. There's no question about that. And that's what, you know, the in-game experience is, is up against. But I still think there's, there's nothing like going to an NFL game. And it's, it's always – you know, games are sold out and tickets are hard to come by. I totally understand that. But if you can get to a game, I highly suggest you do it because, as you said, the in-game experience is so fun with the music and the crowd and uh, the between timeouts, um, you know, events and, and features that they do. And then you've got, you know, halftime shows and the Ring of Honor ceremonies uh, every year during a game. I mean, it's just, I mean, to have 68 thousand like-minded Colts fans in one area, uh, you know, cheering their heads off for a team that I think can absolutely contend uh, in a very crowded AFC. You know, every game's going to be huge. You know, it's the NFL. These games count for so much, and, you know, they're, they're all magnified. And so if you can get to a game with that energy and that much passion in one place, man, I, I highly uh, suggest that you do it. Cross it off your bucket list if you haven't been to a game because there's just nothing like Lucas Oil Stadium, you know, from a, uh, from an event standpoint and just from an overall fan satisfaction. The parking is easy. Concessions are easy. You know, the, the facility itself is pristine. It's clean. It's in top-notch care. Um, so get to Lucas Oil Stadium if you can, and uh, we, we can't wait. For, this upcoming, uh, for the upcoming season to start both preseason and, and the regular season. Matt, we appreciate you being here with us uh, today on the uh, Pete's Cast. It's been fun thinking about football, thinking about the Colts uh, coming up, and uh, look forward to this year uh, uh, getting across the uh, goal line as far as the playoffs. You've got it. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Matt Taylor, Landon, come on. We'll thank uh, Matt. We really appreciate uh, you being on the air, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to hearing you on the uh, Colts game coming up. Matt, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day and just chatting with us. It's uh, truly been an honor. You got it, guys. Anytime. My pleasure. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts on the Crawfordsville Peachcast, presented by Tri-County Bank, your community bank, since 1892. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts on the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. And Matt's calls are fantastic. Also, don't forget the one-hour pregame show on the Colts radio network and the two-hour postgame show. That gives you information you will not get 
on network TV, uh, leads you right up to the game and the pregame. And then after the ball game, you know, you hear from the coach, you hear from Coach Frank Reich, you hear from the key players in the game. And then one of my favorite hours of the week, and that is the calls from the folks across Indiana. Hopefully after a great Colts win and sometimes after a loss, but either way, those uh, comments from the from the folks driving home from the game or they watched it on TV or listened to it uh, on the radio, it is uh, so much fun to listen to those callers. And they make some very good points. And normally, you know, it's really cool that they get to mix it up with uh, Greg Rakestraw and the other announcers uh, after the ball game and talk some uh, NFL and those are Hoosiers and uh, perhaps uh, even some other folks uh, as well from the other 49 states. But we look forward to a great season with the Indianapolis Colts Radio Network and Matt Taylor on the call. Join us again next week on the Crawfordsville Pete's Don't forget to like and share on Apple and Spotify and all of that, please. And you can also talk to me on Twitter, Dave Peach 101. That is uh, Dave Peach 101. That is my Twitter handle. Or you can talk to me via our WCDQ, WIMC, WCBL Facebooks. Or I've got a Facebook too, uh, Dave Peach. Uh, I think it's just regular Dave Peach on Facebook. Follow me there. Talk to me. I don't care. Uh, but we would love to hear from you. And the uh, Crawfordsville Peach Cast presented by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. Thanks for listening to the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri-County Bank, your community bank since 1892. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. I'm Dave Peach. Join us every Thursday for a new episode on Apple or Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and download the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. This podcast was produced and edited by Up There Media and is a presentation of Fork Broadcasting Digital.